Yeah, where's it coming from? Let's find out. Hello and welcome to the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Barbara Fisher. With me is Kendra Maurer and Morgana. Today's episode is courtesy of Kendra, who thought it would be a great idea to give some tips and tricks on how to tell if what is going bump in the night in your place is a ghost, a poltergeist, a wandering shade, or just the plumbing. With Kendra, it's all about the plumbing. It is. It's always the plumbing with me. Yes. So look, we aren't about to come up here and say, it's never ghosts, like Hal says, it's never lupus. Because sometimes it is ghosts. Sometimes it is ghosts, but sometimes it's also something very mundane and perfectly normal, like an extension cord that you didn't plug in correctly behind your sofa, so whenever you sat down too hard, all the lights would go out and you would give yourself heart attacks for a week before you figured that out. Yes, that happened to me. Yeah, it was embarrassing. One of the things that I have experienced and, and I found is I lived in a house that was haunted and it had squirrels. And there's a there's a distinct difference because the squirrels, they sound like live creatures in your walls. The haunting aspect was we'd be sitting in this very tiny living room and there was a wicker chair in the corner that nobody sat in because you couldn't sit in it because it was broken but you'd hear someone plop down in it, like all the wicker would crunch at once. That was a house on Central Avenue that I've talked a little about before. When I first moved into it, I would get flickers like that I could just kind of see out of the corner of my eyes. And at first I thought it was my housemates, but my housemates hadn't moved in yet. Over time, my other two housemates, both were guys, saw similar things. They'd see flickers, they would see um, a light would dim, and they would hear things upstairs that couldn't be explained by squirrels in the walls. There was always an accompanying feeling with it. Like the energy changed. And it it wasn't like I sit in this spot and this happens. It was like energy shifts around the house. Different people would at different times say, or at the same time, but we'd say, oh my gosh, you know, I, I felt this change and we would talk about it. And your housemates, as I recall, were not particularly woo-woo, oogie-boogie kind of people. Not even a little. <laughs> not even a little. Yeah. I never visited you in that house for a very good reason. It was the creepies. You're right. You never came in. I think I visited once. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And we walked by once. Yeah, I, I came in once. But yeah, you didn't. You never did. Wow. But yeah, so the weird thing about it was... I was on this trip across the country with an individual. It's just, it's, that's the best way to put it. And I got to, he brought up this house that he lived in in the sixties. And he described the house I was living in. Like there's a little CB shop right next door. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, I lived in that house last year. He's like, oh yeah, you know, that's kind of funny. Ha ha. And then I asked them, I said, did you ever know anybody? And I gave him the description of the ghost as I we had experienced it. Um, you know, medium build, dark hair. I mean, it was a little bit specific. Um, and the guy that I was with goes, yeah, that's my housemate, Dave. Why? And that was the name of the ghost. So that tripped me up. And that was one of those moments where I'm like, all right. It's not just hooey. <laughs> yeah. There, there is actually someone who knew this person. Yeah. Now, what happened to this Dave? I have no idea. I don't want any information on it. <laughs> just know that that he didn't know what happened to Dave either, did he? He didn't either. It was it was something else. So. Yeah, so it's not like we're saying there aren't ghosts. I have I have two ghost cats in my house, and uh, 
a creature that we call the thing on the stairs, which we're not even sure is actually a ghost. It might be something else, but... That's something else. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it is a non-physically living being that floats around our house. So we're not going to say, hey, there's no such thing as ghosts, because there are. We don't always agree on what ghosts are. There's all kinds of different theories as to, to what they are. Kendra, what do you think we can define ghosts as? I think it really depends on the entity itself. So I think that ghosts, there are ghosts that are formerly people. And then I think there are residual energies where somebody always walked from point A to point B at a certain time of day. Um, and then I think there are other than ghosts, like what you have in your house. But I think it's the ghosts we're talking about are a non-tethered consciousness. So it's conscious. It moves around. It shows aspects of intelligence and personality. And it interacts with its environment. And may it may not be the environment we perceive, but it's interacting with something. Excellent. Morgana, do you have a thought? I think for this discussion, Kendra's definition is pretty good. Um, I personally tend to categorize non-corporeal entities as either tulpas, like a thought form, or psychic residue, like, you know, people who see, you know, the little old lady who lived and died in her house for 90 years, they just still see her in the window, or as a non-corporeal intelligent energy thing that may well have been human or probably was human. And then there are spirits, but spirits are something in my mind distinct from ghosts because yeah. spirits don't ever have to have been human ever. And ghosts to be a ghost in the classical sense, like were human at some point in theory. Right. And also, I've seen the ghost cats in your house, Mom. Right. I like that. And I've, I've seen one of mine. As cats have passed on in my life, I occasionally see them. Yeah. We had a ghost cat in that house, too. A little black cat. Everybody was like, would ask about the cat. And all of us were like, no, we don't have a cat. We had fleas, but we didn't have a cat. <laughs> yeah. You had squirrels. Yeah, true. <laughs> She had squirrels that lived in the walls and would clamber around. Yeah. I, I've had that happen too in this house, but we've had that dealt with and the squirrels don't live in the house anymore, which is good. Yeah, I was in a student rental. Um, I didn't care. Yeah. Well, you couldn't fix it yeah. anyway because you'd be in trouble with your landlord if you should improve it in any yes. way. In, in my case, I think this is a good working definition of a ghost for our purposes. I also think that sometimes poltergeist activity is caused by human psychic phenomena, um, but not always. So we're, we're kind of not really talking about that right now. Most of the time, if you have poltergeist phenomena, you bloody, bloody well know about it. Oh yeah. If rocks drop from your ceiling and you don't have rocks glued up on your ceiling to have them drop, then it's probably a poltergeist. If, a bottle slides off of your counter from the back of the counter to the front and then onto the floor and you don't live in an earthquake zone and there's not an earthquake happening and you probably have a poltergeist happening. Or if you're in another on another floor doing stitching and you hear something push a glass off of a counter. And it's not your cat. Yes. You probably have a poltergeist. Yes. Okay, so... Or... Oh, hang on. I've got one. Oh, okay. All right. All right. This one was recent. Or if you are slightly cranky and are cooking dinner and you're really frustrated and then the tap to your sink turns on all by itself, you might have a poltergeist or you might have latent psychic abilities. So that one's not as easy. Or your water pressure is just super weird for no good reason, one time and one time only. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So what kind of effects are we going to talk about that could be caused by normal everyday occurrences um like that aren't ghosts like what what can we like the the lights going on and off that's one so yeah that that could be a short and shorts could be triggered by all kinds of different things whether you step on the floor 
in a certain way and it causes it to short or, you know, the dog runs across the floor, you know, vibrations will cause that to jar a little bit and create, you know, a phenomenon because to you, you don't know what it is at that time. So it's a phenomenon. And then it's, it's important to get, keep your electricity checked for shorts specifically, and especially if it's one specific light. And if, especially if it's connected to your house, if it's a lamp, it's one thing you unplug it and you move on. But if it's in your house, then you really got to figure out what's going on. Cause that can get pretty, pretty dangerous pretty quickly. Yeah. Kendra has built a house. So she's kind of our expert in these kinds of situations. As in I physically did all the work, including the, some of the electric and plumbing. Yeah. And HVAC. Yes. So let's, let's see. So lights going on and off can be your electrical system doing something daft and horrible. Um, and, and if you live in a rental, you don't have control over stuff like that. Like you, you, it could have been built by monkeys with blindfolds on and you would never know. No kidding. And it is. Especially if you live in Athens. Oh yeah. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. The landlords in Athens are, are, mm -hmm. hmm, they're interesting people. Um, then there's, then there's other things like, uh, a cold spot. What causes a cold spot other than a ghost? There's actually lots of things. Drafts. Drafts. Yes. So one of the things that I've noticed, we have in one area, we have a vaulted ceiling. And there's a window, just a little square window at the top. And there's one spot, it happens to be where my chair is to watch TV, that is ice cold in the winter. It is noticeably colder there. And it's you know, it would be easy if I wasn't familiar with the house and didn't have an intimate understanding of it to go, oh, there's a cold spot here. Because it's just a shaft of cold draft. And the way I checked this was I took an incense stick and lit it. And I walked around my house and the smoke will follow the draft. So when I got there, there's a strong downdraft and I could identify that that's the draft. The way I solved it was I put fairy lights in an umbrella and pushed it over my chair. So now the draft goes around me. <laughs> well, the cool thing about that is, is you check for a draft and you clean the, the evil essence out of yes. your house. You can use a, a smudge stick. You can use some frankincense and get the, get the evil funkiness away. Two for one shopping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you can also have uh, floors that are not even. Also a thing in Athens. Oh my God. There is not a floor mm. in a house in Athens that mm. is level. I don't think I it, having bought a house here. There's too many no. hills. No. Yeah. It's just, and we do have slippage on some yeah. of the hills a little bit. So, you know, it, you notice it, um, but you can use a marble and roll that across the floor and see in which direction it goes. So if you have, you know, your kids' little toy cars are rolling around the floor. It might just be that the floors yeah. are uneven. One of the, but they don't look uneven. One of the things that I learned in my experience is I live in a geodesic dome and we built on with a, it, we had an architect design us. So it's not a standard house. Um, in one part of the addition, there's a little bit of a roof leak and we didn't realize it because we used foam insulation in the basement, which it, the, the foam and fill, which is great, except it seals it. So if you have a roof leak, it's not going to go through to your basement and you're not going to find it until you have damage elsewhere. So one of the, because I think it came in down the wall and then slipped under. And what happened was that messed up the subfloor. So we have a little bit of a ripple in the, in the flooring because of that. Right. So you can have a level floor, but have dips and peaks in that floor. It's not severe. It's a hardwood floor. So it's, it's in fine. The floor itself is in fine shape. The floor, the subfloor is a little rough. That actually reminds me of something that I also wanted to bring up. Okay. So, you know, last Halloween, I don't know how many of you watched The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, but they're one of the whole premises of this house is not only is it super haunted and crazy people live in it, 
but it was filled with mold. Oh, yeah. That's right. And Kendra talking about the dampness, her water damage remind it which uh, by the way dampness can also cause the feeling of a cold spot right. like if you are in mm -hmm. a basement and there is a sudden chill there's quite possibly a badly insulated and badly finished stone or brick wall behind that yeah. thin sheet of drywall that you think is a real wall and there's not yeah. check the local humidity on that yep and there can be mold all up in your house and mold, interestingly enough, yeah. besides being nasty and making you feel terrible if you breathe it, I believe that sometimes it can kind of make you hallucinate. It can. Absolutely. Black mold can cause the kinds of hallucinations that ergotism caused back in the medieval times. Uh, ergot is a fungus that grows on rye grains and you don't know it's there until you've eaten it and your whole town goes crazy. And it's, it's very similar to LSD in its effects. So people would see colors and they'd feel like they had to dance and they'd do all kinds of crazy stuff. Black mold isn't quite as bad, but it can lead to some visual hallucinations. It can cause sensitive people to have migraines all of a sudden that they had never had before. Um, it can cause so your ears to clog up all of a sudden. And so sounds all suddenly are weird and it's just bad for you. I mean, it can really actually make you sick. And so. this kind of thing will clear up for you when you leave that leave the area of mold so you could be in your house and be experiencing these effects and then you leave for a while and you feel okay in some cases it feels like almost like an allergic reaction where you walk in your eyes burn and black mold if you rent uh, that's pretty horrible but yeah you know you can eventually find that and and have it dealt with and remediated one of the things that Ghostbusters have on them at all times, it seems, if you watch the TV, um, is they have EM meters. And they're always, they're always checking the EM fields everywhere. Um, and and it's very dramatic and it's very, very cool. But, you know, those EM meters existed before Ghostbusters were on the TV, running around chasing stuff with the EM meters. And what are they used for? So, Kendra, what do you use them for, for reals? It helps you check outlets and different areas to see if you have EM leakage coming off of your power cords or a fan Yeah, that isn't spinning but is running kind of thing. Fans seem to be pro problematic as a whole. Yeah. Well, they make ultrasound, or they make infrasound, too. Yeah. That can, like, super freak yes. people out. Yeah. Like, if they're industrial fans, like, not just, like, your little table fan that's not going to be, like, infrasound, be afraid. Yeah. But your big, big heat vent fans, yeah. those can do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the ones that are used to remediate for radon. Um, those big fans. Or your attic fans, if you have large fans up in your attic. Um, those can cause infrasound to... Uh, plague your house. So if there's only a certain time of day that you get all antsy and twitchy and confused and freakish, see if that fan is running. That is something you really want to pay attention to as well is that this, this uh, cycles of the different systems of your house. Um, if you have a um, water conditioner that cycles through, some people set it for like three o'clock in the morning so they don't have to deal with it. Nobody's showering if that kicks off and something's weird about it and at three o'clock in the morning, everybody's waking up going crazy or, you know, you hear footsteps or whatever, you know, pay attention to that kind of stuff with your house. Um, and again, when you're a renter, all of this is made more complicated in that you don't own the house and you don't know the systems of the house really. So you just kind of have to become a detective and, and, and look around and figure it out. Another thing you can do with your EM meter is you can check EM leakage on your um, household appliances. Uh, what people don't recognize is that household appliances pour out a large amount of electromagnetic energy and can actually create electromagnetic fields within your house. And one of the things that Michael Persinger 
uh, Dr. Michael Persinger has proven is that electromagnetic fields affect human brains in various ways, some of which can cause feelings of being haunted. Um, if you have a strong enough electromagnetic uh, field around your head, especially if you're asleep, you can wake up, you can have sleep paralysis, you can wake up and think that there's a presence in the room with you. Um, and you can find that you you see even a shape near you, you know, standing there. And, and what you need to do in that case is if you have an EM meter and they're not that expensive and you know, if you feel like you want to be a ghostbuster anyway, you know, you got to have one. Cause if you don't, oh God, everybody yeah. else will make fun of you. Um, and the Why other ghostbusters will laugh at you. It's like, oh, that nerd, he doesn't even have one. Oh my God. Um, so <laughs> what's, what's wrong with that guy? Um, so what you do is you, you you take your EM meter and go around your bedroom or a radio. And uh, I've read a couple of cases that were solved because somebody had yeah. a radio, a a, yeah. a clock radio, um, right next to their head while they were sleeping, and it caused them to have nightmares over and over and over and feel like somebody was in the house or they started having hypnagogic hallucinations as they fell asleep of footsteps in the house. They take the the clock out. And boom, no more. It's certainly not. Yeah. Um, don't sleep in a room with a microwave. I went either. straight to sleeping are, with your head in a microwave. I don't know uh, why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny, wouldn't it? Be a great idea. But no, even when they're even when they're closed, they still leak a lot of EM radiation. They still leak microwaves, even when not running. Uh, if they're older, they leak more and e not, not when they're not running necessarily. Um, when they're running though, if you want to test to see if your microwave emits a lot of electromagnetic radiation, put your cell phone on it that while you're talking like to somebody and you got them on speakerphone. See if you can still hear them. <laughs> you're going to have interference if it leaks. Oh, it. It doesn't break your phone gen generally. I mean, I haven't <laughs> broken mine yet, and I can break the hell out of electronic stuff. So I figure it's safe if, if I can do it. Yeah, a... um, but I forgot that I was, you know, I had the microwave on. So oh, I set my phone time down. For a new microwave. Madonna was talking to me, and hey, mama. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> I was like, oop, that was bad. Um, and then I moved her across the room, and it was fine. Um, and that's, Can so that's, I talk about that's bad another smells? thing, uh, electromagnetic ir radiation around your house. Okay, Morgana, what? <laughs> that's cool. Oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm not I mean, even in the same room. I mean, Kendra likes to talk about <laughs> bad smells too. She'll just jump in with you. Um, there. A hallmark of a lot of poltergeist cases and some hauntings actually is strange ghostly smells. If it's a poltergeist, it tends to be a terrible smell. But if it's a more benevolent haunting or a haunting that's not like really, really horrifying, it tends to be a more pleasant smell like tobacco or perfume. And terrible smells can be produced if you have any critters in your house. Bats. Yes, bats. Although you would, I, I would like to think you would notice bats. That's lots of poop. If you have mice, they smell really bad. And this also goes with skittering. Yeah. Because I've, I've lived in houses that had mice. Um, we ha we currently have one mouse that moves in every autumn and stays until spring. And there is only one. And this mouse managed to scare the crap out of me because my cat spent two weeks staring into the boiler room intently. Like, you know how in ghost stories, cats and dogs will like stare at the corner and you're just like, ah, and I was starting to get really worried about it until my boyfriend was like, Morgana, it, there's a mouse that lives in there. And I'm like, oh. That's a really important point to make is that animals could hear things like that that we cannot. Yes. So they're going to hear the thing in the wall and stare at that spot on the wall because they are designed to kill whatever it is in the wall. Because it's usually a small, but mouse yeah. droppings and mouse pee yeah. and mouse bedding 
smells musty, which yeah. is a common descriptor that can pop up in a poltergeist cases. There'll be this musty odor. And that, I don't know if you've ever smelled a big old pile of mouse bedding, and it does not smell good. And it doesn't smell exactly like pee either. It's not something you would immediately connect unless you've smelled mouse. Yeah. No, it's um, Also, it could be dead animals. And, like, not in an Amityville horror dead animal yeah. way. Like, just in a, if you have a chimney or oh, yeah. if you have a fireplace that is no longer functional that has been walled up, but there's still a strange smell seeping into your living room, you might want to go check and see if a bird has gotten in there and perished. Or if the house is 150 years old and used to be a bordello and the rat died in between the floorboards yeah. and the ceiling yep. and your bed smells like dead thing, but there's nothing dead in your room. Yep. No, it was under me. It's probably above your head or below your head. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've had mice die in the walls here a few times. Um, yeah, another thing that can make a terrible smell is a drain. Um, not only can you have drains back up into your garage or your basement, which is horrible. Just the gunk of, from being human and washing your human, like your dirt and your oils and everything gets in the sink and it makes a stink after a while. You got to keep your drains clean. The, the other thing that can happen, I didn't know this could happen until it happened in our house. If you have a shower in a bathroom and you don't use it for like five years, it dries out. And when it dries out, it can essentially carry sewer gas up from the street. That smell can come into your house and it smells like... The trap uh, evaporates. It's just horrible. That's why you have that little wiggle trap, that yeah. little S trap underneath. yeah run the water. Yeah. And it can, it can essentially just let it into your house. So the, the, the cure for that's really easy. Yeah. Run the freaking water. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had no idea that that was such an easy fix, but yeah, a little bit of bleach down there and some water and boom, Well, and that one done. isn't, but that's a that's creepy smell. You normally and, smell. And like you'll smell, you know what a dead thing smells coming like. from. So. You have a sense of what that smell is. The sewer, sewer stank is not something you normally smell, especially in your house. Yeah. Or do you have a shower you haven't run in five years? Unless, you know, your sewer has backed up <laughs> into your uh, basement. Also, some good smells. Yeah, exactly. Um, wood. Wood in particular. Morgana, what like were you going to say? Is really, really good at absorbing volatile chemicals that, like, make up scent. Like perfume or wood smoke or tobacco smoke. And when the humidity and the temperature is right wood will warm and release some of those which can give you a fleeting random why am i smelling perfume right now i don't understand why this wood smoke is happening and i would like to thank joshua kutchen for his wonderful book that i learned that from and i was like oh my goodness that's great that explains why in my dorm room i kept smelling stank because the person ahead of me had used a lot of perfume and at a certain time of the day the sun would come through my window and would hit the closet door where the mirror was and it would warm it and it would just give off sudden perfume and I was freaked out because some of the some of the dorms are haunted at OU oh yeah so I was I was like oh no one of the things our house used to be cedar-sided and it's now vinyl, but I miss the cedar because it would heat up on the south side of the house and this the, the scent would come through and it was just such a wonderful smell. But I could not paint it every year. I just couldn't keep up with it. Not paint, but stain it every year. I just could not keep up with it. And then you get noises. Weird noises. Um, you know, just because you think you hear uh footsteps doesn't mean that they are footsteps uh, again when, let's talk about wood and uh sun heating it up you know if if you have sunlight that hits a hardwood staircase during the day it warms it up and the wood expands when it warms and so it swells a little bit and then at night 
after the sun goes away and it cools off, it shrinks. And when it shrinks, it makes noise. So that's that's what the sounds of a house settling are. The first winter we had in the geodesic dome after we had everything finished, because we lived in it before we were before everything was like the floors were in. The first winter, there was one night, it got super cold, and it sounded like gunshots going off in around the house. It scared the crap out of me. I could not figure out what was happening until I remembered reading that domes will actually expand. The whole dome itself will expand. So what was happening was the, the dome with the heat inside was expanding against the outside cold, and the floorboards were shifting. Oh, wow. That was crazy loud but don't and i assume other houses do similar things for the same reason where it'll just the sun will get it and it'll heat it up and it'll just adjust how that those floorboards sit together or how you know just the way the house sits yeah that's that's a that's an extremely good point um there was a uh uh there's a thing there's one window I sit in the living room a lot in, in the evening and read or write or whatever I'm doing. And there's one window that faces the North. So that's the coldest window in the house. And if there's a sudden temperature drop, that window will sound like something is throwing rocks against it. Yeah, that glass shrinks so much so quickly that it actually crackles and pops. And it took me quite a long time to figure out it was the glass itself. And you can actually go over if you hear oh, the first crackle, cool. you can go over and put your hand on it and feel the vibration yeah. of it as it as it cracks. Yeah. Yeah. You have to catch yes. it just right, but you know yes. when you can, it's it's pretty neat. Physics is awesome. <laughs> Thermodynamics are cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. The metal frame of my big glass back deck doors, once it starts to get cold, at night it'll crack once, like a rifle shot. Just once it hits a certain outside temperature, it's been warm enough all day, hits a certain outside temperature, and crack! And the f it it only took me about two weeks to figure out where it was coming from after we had moved that's wild when i was little and people will say oh that's just the house settling i thought they meant like settling like the earth was it was just frumping itself into the earth kind of thing it didn't dawn on me that the settling was actually the house reacclimating itself to the ambient temperature yeah it's another thing there's another tool that that is used in ghost busting you can get a laser thermometer. So you can get a thermometer that works with a laser that works across a room and, and they use that to find cold spots. Well, what it's actually meant for is to find cold spots because you have a leak in one of your window frames or you have a room that there's no insulation in one wall or some, you know, stuff like that. Um, and so you can use that, you know, if borrow. your dad's a carpenter or a contractor or something, you can go steal his stuff, <laughs> you know, and borrow it and see, borrow, creatively acquire, um, his stuff and, and check stuff out. You can also, uh, and I only know this because my boyfriend is a snake keeper. They sell very similar ones to spot check hot spots and cool spots and snake enclosures and other reptile enclosures. So you can find that on um, reptile keeping websites or in pet stores too, usually for cheaper. Yeah. Cause we have one and it's really fun to play with. We'll steal it when we go ghost hunting. Um, so, Oh, okay. So weird sounds. <laughs> um, so have you ever had a toy like wake up <sighs> in the middle of the night? and freak you out like okay this is why nobody has furbies i hate furbies for one thing they're evil they're horrible i they're just scary and awful but i remember when they first came out my mother had one i am so sorry about koi's christmas present oh no okay <laughs> never mind <laughs> anyway he can keep that shit in his room <laughs> um she got one of the first ones and it would wake up in the middle of the night 
and scare the crap out I, of my dad. So, I threw, you know, he did I threw one the in time a freezer and thing. You can he still took hear the batteries out of it. Those things are awful. And then she couldn't figure out why it didn't work anymore. Um, but whatever. <laughs> That's why I'm sending you one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They also store a small amount of charge. So even if you take the batteries out, they can still wake up for no reason very briefly. Yeah. Yes. They're yes. horrible. Yeah. I actually liked mine when I was very small. Because um, you were mostly very small. Mostly because Grammy thought they were cool. And they, they're kind of cute. And I was like nine mm-hmm. or something. Um, but they very quickly are irritating. And yeah, if you put them facing each other, they'll, they'll talk just talk and talk and talk. And it's really eerie. And and they, yeah. they do wake up in the middle of the night. And it's, it it's unsettling. Uh, so always just when... Just take out all the batteries mm-hmm. of things. If you just if you can. Or that. If, you know, barring that, you you put them in a yeah room far, far away from where you can you have to deal with it. Or lock them in your car while you're asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Hope someone yes. steals the cursed objects <laughs> in the night. Yes. <laughs> then they can deal with it. Because I know my kids had some toys with some <laughs> hair triggers. And you know, it could be someone would slam a door and the thing would start chattering away. Um, I don't know that any of ours randomly went off. I think our little gremlin seems to prefer the smoke alarms. Um, but toys are never my favorite. Anything with hauntings and kids can just leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh, oh my God! So, so Koi watched a, a video on the internet today about that freaking Annabelle the doll. His father opened the door to the TV room, and the kid jumped three feet in the air. And and you know, Zach was like, "What's wrong with you?" And and he was like, "I'm watching about Annabelle the doll." He's like, "What are you doing that for? If you know it scares you, I don't know." Okay. Yeah. So of course I had to go in and basically be like, "Look, um, that the Annabelle the doll—it's just crap. <laughs> it's just, yeah, just don't don't bother about that." I didn't yeah. talk about the ones that I knew that weren't crap. Um, I just left that out of the equation and uh, said, "Just don't watch Talking anything." Talking Tina is right out. Don't look up and the sad. island of the dolls Rod because Sterling. that's just oh really awful. And my name is Talking Tina, and I'm going to kill <laughs> yeah, you. None of that. If you haven't seen that episode of the Twilight Zone, do or All don't. Of that's bad. But... <laughs> oh, I, that, yeah. that's a really good episode. But yeah, dolls can just stop. Like, dolls can stop. Which I, I think might be a decent segue into what are things your brain can do to freak you out and make you think there's a ghost. Because dolls trigger dolls trigger that whole uncanny valley thing and the eyes following you is like an illusion oh that's a good one unless they actually turn in their sockets if they turn in their sockets throw the doll in a bonfire soak it in holy water and i don't know salt it burn it salt it salt it burn it put it in a demon circle just anything you can figure out to do to get rid of it because (laughs) no seal it break it into a million pieces on fire with salt lead lined (laughs) bottle throw it in the ocean just done with that because again i i do think there is there are legit paranormal things happening i just before you panic run through a mundane things checklist before you call a medium and before you get out a Ouija board. And also don't get out a Ouija board in the first place. It's you're just gonna scare yourself and even it's just if it not doesn't oh yeah work don't it, do that in quotes for you, you can still freak yourself out with it, and then you're setting yourself up to be re- hyper reactive to everything that happens over the next few days. Yeah. And I think that's something that people don't realize is this time of year they'll they'll put themselves in situations that will startle yeah. them. Because it's Halloween, it's fun to do. I mean, who doesn't like a good scare sometimes, right? You're also kicking in a fight or flight response. So you're going to start reacting in that way to other stimuli. And that's, you end up setting yourself up. So you have to pay attention to what, yeah. what are you doing to your future self? 
with with these kinds of things. Yeah. Dolls are, I, I collect dolls. I have a small doll collection, but I don't sleep in the room with them. No. You, no. You also don't collect, like, the creepy porcelain dolls. You collect, like, the cool, like, you have action figure oh. style dolls. No, I do not. Well, they I have porcelain dolls. I have all kinds of stuff, but th- mm, yeah, I, I don't have the creepy. I, I'm ones. not happy about this. No. But, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Why, uh, kids? Uh, my kids, specifically my kids. <laughs> oh. Okay, but Sid is gonna start yeah. putting like man mandrake roots or something <laughs> in them, and they're gonna start walking. We're gonna have right. little, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I yeah. would at that age. I, I, yeah. Well, I was crucifying Barbies and also yeah, turning them into like you know if you take up things if you take a Barbie head trees. and you pop it off and you put a firecracker in it, blows up. It makes yes, they explode. And it makes really, a little like really flower good. when the head's busted open. It does. There are lots of fun things you can do with Barbies and fire, but that is completely not the point. (laughs) So so, stop with the Barbies. Wait a minute. More people (laughs) will be buying more Barbies. Mattel is going to call us. Oh yeah, exactly. (laughs) Truth. So, okay. Uncanny Valley. Oh, okay. Um, The eye illusion. That's a good one. Uh, Pareidolia. Pareidolia. Uh, That's a big one. Um, before you think that there's something in a picture that you've taken of your house uh, that looks like a face looking out a window, make sure your windows aren't dirty. Cause I know mine are, and, uh, I, I can see all kinds of crap if I take pictures of my house. And it's not just dirty. Sometimes you'll catch a reflection off of a tree or something that hits just right. <laughs> yeah. No, that happens. Oh, I know. <laughs> Yeah, or a bird flew into your window and left a bird print. And that happens because the birds fly away from the bird feeder very quickly when the hawk comes. So they, I, and they it's freak very out cartoony. And, and I have really a dove just go print splat. on one of And my then windows. one of us runs out and are like, are you okay, bird? And they're like, yes, fuck <laughs> off, giant person. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so so pareidolia. But pareidolia can, kill, can get you with lots of stuff. Especially if you're half asleep, um, it can it can get you with with shadows on the wall and and all kinds of stuff, um, and and it's it's gotten me so many times if I wake up in the middle of the night because I do have uh, sleep disorders. I, I do have insomnia, um, and I do have night terrors. So you know I'll wake up in a in a freak, and you know there's something by the door. And really, all it is is the shadow of a, a a robe hanging from the door, and oh my God, it's something. Oh, I mean, you know. Well, and in in that, it's it's the same thing where you're you're set up for that because you're already in a heightened state. So when you wake up and you see that, you're predisposed to see something. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I Absolutely. mean, how many people haven't like scared the crap out of themselves because their mm-hmm. bathrobe's hanging on the back of their door and. You're like, it's the hanged man when you first wake up because people's brains are programmed to see patterns and to recognize faces and things out of like random stuff. That's why pareidolia works the way that it does. That's why you can look at a a repeating pattern in wallpaper or on fabric and see faces in it because our brains Mm -hmm. are programmed, large chunks of our brain is meant to recognize faces because that's important. You know, apparently when you're a hunter gatherer and and you're in the middle of, you know, the wilderness and some guy comes up to you, you kind of need to know if he's part of your tribe or not, because uh, it might be bad if he's not. (laughs) So, or that, that those, those, that bush over there, there's actually, there is a tiger in there and you need to be able to see the eyes in amongst the gaps in the leaves and construct face. Unfortunately, when you're in the dark woods at night yes. in your backyard and you swing your flashlight too quickly, you make a face out of leaves and jump six feet in the air and shriek like a small child and your boyfriend makes fun of you the rest of the night. 
Because you got scared of a bush. Those damn shrubberies. Cut them down with a herring. Shrubberies are evil. <laughs> yeah, I, don't li- I don't like shrubberies. <laughs> yeah, shrubberies are, are not not cool. So, okay, other noises. Um, speaking of the outside, uh, if you leave your windows open, there's all kinds of creatures outside and they make all kinds of noises some of which are just hellish and demonic sounding but they're not anything bad they're just raccoons arguing over a trash can um i can't even describe what raccoons fighting sounds like the first time i heard it i thought i was i was gonna pee myself um but they do sound like a gibbering pack of demons arguing over the souls of the damned and uh, that's not what they are. They're just arguing over trash or territory or mates or something. They're they're just not. They look so cute. And and on the on the nature shows, you hear them and they sound so cute. They, they chirble and they trill and, and they make little snufflies. They don't show them trying to kill each other. Yeah, and I think people could <clears throat> possibly Google the sound of raccoons fighting in a trash can. <laughs> and they and they should so that when you hear something that god awful you go oh it's probably one of those well and that's a good thing to, a good way to troubleshoot is like you did with the with your encounter with a with a bigfoot is take a minute google sounds google any kind of wildlife noises that are around you yeah including a coyote killing a bunny because that sounds a lot like child murder <laughs> it is awful it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Bunnies. Mm-hmm. Bunnies sound terrible when they're being killed. Yes. Um, b- bobcats scream like a woman. Um, foxes yeah. laugh like little evil demonic goblin Man. things. But, you know, that's all they are. <laughs> that one got coy. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, Mom, what is that? It was like, it's just the gray fox that lives over the hill over there. How do you know that? Because I saw him last week, and, and that's a sound that I'll, I'll put it on Google. We'll go, to, we'll go home, we'll get the Google, and you'll hear it. And then he was like, they do um, sound like cougars. Also yeah, sound, cougars make lots yeah. of fascinating like, noises. Oh my God, actually. I'm drunk. Take me oh. home. Yes, that's true. Sorry, different cougar. Uh, but... I'm 50, I'll A cougar got me once in, in town to the point where I, you are allowed to say that. <laughs> but yeah, a cougar got me. There is one that, that travels around in Athens. And I know the normal sounds cougars make, like the scream, which sounds like a woman screaming, but that really doesn't do a cougar scream quite justice. Because it, it triggers some lizard brain part of you that goes, no, Jesus, it's, it's there's a giant that. predator near me. I'm screwed. Um, <laughs> and it made this weird noise. And it was super freaky. And I actually went to go investigate with my boyfriend because I'd never heard this. And drunk me convinced myself, A, this was actually a raven mocker. And B, I needed to go find out what this was right now. And... A raven mocker is a tell uh, people what a raven mocker witch. is. It's a bad witch, basically. Um, it's a it's a myth. It's a Cherokee myth about bad medicine people who basically kill people, and they're called raven mockers because they can shapeshift into blackbirds, and they do very savory things like wearing the ears and of their victims like as a necklace and sewing people's skins into shawls and things. And they have a horrible, horrible, high-pitched, cackly laugh. And this this sounded sort of like that. It sounded like stripping an engine at a very high register with a thrum in it. And it turns out that sound is what a female cougar who has already had cubs makes to drive male cougars out of her territory. So they don't eat the cubs. But I didn't know that. So I started to go off into the woods until the hair on the back of my neck went up. And I went, I got that there's a large predator sense. And I was like, (laughs) you know what? We should go home. Uh, So yeah, familiarize yourself with all the animal noises. 
ever. And screech owls will freak you out. And red foxes, when they're mating calling, sound strange. Yeah, they do. They make weird noises. Uh, yeah, screech owls. They're called screech owls, but they don't always screech. They make little horsey noises. They sound. Ah! They sound like they're. Their little tiny rainbow dash is up in your trees at night. Unless I'm walking under it in the middle of the night in the middle of the woods and it yeah. screams and makes me wet myself and run away. Or they do that. Yeah, that, that's not good either. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, oh, barn owls. You think owls always hoot or make little horsey noises, uh, but they don't. They can also hiss. A giant snake in a tree. Yeah, and we have barn owls around here, and it's, so if you hear a giant snake up in a tree, it's probably a barn owl. At my house, it might be a giant snake in a tree. Although you would know that because there would be a, a a blonde dude going, Delilah, Delilah, you need to come down, and trying to get her out of the tree. <laughs> I think. Have we gotten all of the yeah. possible things? I mean, plumbing makes weird noises too. And not just the toilet monster that I was afraid of as a child. It lives in the toilet tank. When you flush the toilet, it comes out and it's very scary. So I wouldn't flush the toilet at night. When I was little, we were out by Lake Pontchartrain and it made this weird, I remember back then, it's down in New Orleans. Um, it made this weird sucking sound. And I, in my head, I had it that there were there was something living under the flood wall eating people. But you know, been. It, it's New Orleans. Well... I know, right? Could have been. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe it was. You don't know. You don't know. So, and that's a that's another thing on a cycle too, though, is plumbing. Um, your heat water heater has its cycles, and your um, softener system has its cycles. Um, if you're on a well pump, that will kick on and kick off at different times, um, and it depends on how much of that you have set to clean and when you have it set to do its thing um that can wake you up from a dead sleep or if you decide to shower at some stupid hour in the morning and something in your plumbing is cycling and you set off a bunch of noise and the whole house makes noise and everybody wakes up and yells at you and yells at you because why are you showering at two o'clock in the morning but or you have the opposite happen where everything's set to a cycle and it all turns off at the same time yeah and there's that sudden descent of silence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's also. And it's super eerie. Yeah. And that is, that's another one that'll put you in a, in a headspace that makes you start to pay attention to the details. It makes you um, hyper aware. Oh, one other thing. This is probably the most important piece of advice. A carbon monoxide sensor alarm. Yes. Meter. You, you need one of those. That, especially if you have a fireplace or a wood-burning stove or anything, uh, a gas furnace, uh, gas space heaters, you need that. Carbon monoxide is odorless, tasteless, um, and doesn't only just kill you. Before it kills you, if you have low levels of it, it can give you headaches. It can give you sleep disorders. It can cause you to have mild hallucinations. It's not nice. Okay. I, and I've heard it in other recordings. I, I like as listening to the podcast from the other week and it was, I heard a similar yeah, I thing. I don't know. I wonder if it's I don't know, microphone. but every now and then I'll hear cross talk. That is. Oh, I know. No, it's, it's I'm not it's moving. Voice. No, it's not movement. It's a oh, voice. Well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that was, might that one was you. That was an echo. Slight echo on something. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, carbon monoxide can give you hallucinations um, and it can cause you to go to sleep and not wake up. So that's real. And memory loss. And memory loss. Like you can start doing things like you move around your house and move stuff and then not remember. And so it looks like somebody's moving stuff or yeah. you're being haunted and really no, you're just yeah, suffering so slow have carbon that monoxide out. poisoning. Definitely. Even, and, um, even if you don't have any active flame involved in your house, if you live anywhere 
Just get one. They're like $30. I was going to say, most people would unless they're fully electric. And I don't know how many people are. I, we're that. fully electric okay. and we still have one because we're in southeastern Ohio. If you are anywhere right. near natural gas or coal minings or oil yeah. fields, you yeah. still need one. Absolutely. Like you still need one. And really just Even get if one you rent, for your get own. One. Even if Comfort. your landlord won't pay for it, get one. Yeah. It's it's just safer that way. I've had one yeah. for years. As soon as we moved into the house with the fireplace, we were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. Um, and I've never regretted yeah. it. I've only had it go off once, and it was because it uh, had a, a faulty battery in it. But, you know, still, it's better safe than sorry. Okay. So now that we've told everybody all the things that could be that isn't a ghost, we have any? Yeah, fun we ghost should probably give them a, a, a happy ghost story, something good to to kind of round it out. Let's see. I mean, I can tell a little ghost story about um, one of our cats. It was it's a it's a fairly sad story, but it's it's kind of a cool story. Um. We had a cat that we adopted when we lived in Athens the first time. And she was the sweetest little thing. She was white and she had one blue eye and one yellow eye. And she was adorable and her name was Ether. <laughs> she was my favorite <laughs> kitty ever. Love that cat. Yeah. I still she feel was, bad about the seizure. She was on the following sure she, pill. Yeah, she's, she's still there though. I saw her when we went. She was weird. She had a black spot in the middle of her forehead. The rest of her was white. She had epilepsy. And so she'd have seizures. And she breathed backwards. And she breathed. She was weird. I, genetically, there was something not quite right. And yeah. she chased the little lights that would occasionally drift through the house. Um, mm -hmm. She'd chase stuff that we couldn't see during the day. And then at night, occasionally I would see the little lights drifting through the house and she'd chase them. So I think she was chasing them in the daytime too. Only she could see them and we couldn't. Um, and she was the cutest little thing. Um, but one day, well, one day a plumber was coming and Kendra had to, uh, come to our house and wait for the plumber because at, at our bookstore, we had a shipment coming in or I don't know. We had to talk to a lawyer for something, something, something. And so Kendra said, I'll stay at your house. And she got bored. And so she called and she said, Hey, uh, do you mind if I dye your cat? Can I, no, no. I said, can I use hair dye? <laughs> Cause I was dying the cat. It's just, what did I use to dye the cat? And you're like, uh, we'd rather not use the hair dye. That's got chemicals in it. And they lick each other. Uh, we have food coloring. I'm like, okay, bye. So Click. We come home to a blue, white, and green cat. She had blue and green spots on her. And a poem. And the poem was scrawled on an envelope. And I still have this poem. And this was over 25 years ago. I still oh, have this, this damn envelope with the scrawled poem and it was on our refrigerator and it went like this. Yes, because yes, I memorized it. Ether kitty blue, ether yes. kitty green, ether kitty pretty kitty, ether kitty keen. They then ether kitty thought not ether kitty run pretty ether kitty run, run, run. Go pretty ether kitty all blue and green. And then Sadly, about <laughs> two years later, we came home and Ether had had a mm. seizure, an epileptic seizure while we were gone and didn't come out of it. And uh, that was extremely sad. But when she was blue and green, some friends came over and went to our bathroom and she used to perch on top of the, the water heater in the bathroom, which was behind a curtain. And the lady sat on the toilet to pee and... Uh, Ether popped her head out from nowhere <laughs> right into right into her <laughs> face. And here's this cat with one yellow eye, one white eye, and, and she's she's blue and green. <laughs> and so we heard da, 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 da. Oh! Oh my! Oh, 
you're blue and green. I was like, oh, either <laughs> had to stay high to her. Okay. <laughs> well, neither. So, but yeah, but the last time Kendra and I, I went out to cat. where that house was, Kendra had an ether kitty sighting. Ether probably came out to say, hey, yeah. I'm still blue and green. <laughs> yeah. Yep. She yep. was by the apple trees. Yep. She was. was she had terrible cat. breath. But she was, she was a good kitty. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bad smells, you wake up to a bad smell. Make sure your cat yeah, isn't yawning in your face. That's never good. Uh, anybody else want to tell a, a ghost story to round it out? I don't mm. know that I have anymore. I told the one about the Central Avenue in in Athens. I was a little clumsy in telling it, but it was a it. Like Ooh, I had said, it was pretty one. neat to have that confirmed. This is a really, really little one. Um, way back in my middle school days, my me and my best friend Brittany had a sleepover. And it was me and her and our two other friends who were girls. And we had, this was the house in Sissonville that was pretty weird and what what we decided was most likely haunted on top of the land itself being really weird because that was a house where you would hear people downstairs all the time and there wasn't anyone there and if you went down they weren't there but if you went back up it sounded like people having a party like constantly and there would be that was where she would see um black shadow people like when she was fully awake like waiting in the car to go to school and <laughs> things like that, which I'll have to have her tell you. So we'd had like a long day of being teenagers, like young teenage girls and telling spooky stories. And we all decided to lay down and go to sleep. And we had been telling scary stories and then we we're like, okay, we're going to, we're all laying down and we're like, we're going to go to sleep. And I was laying there with my eyes shut and I was like, okay. And I used to do this thing to try and like hear the sounds around me to try and go to sleep. So I'm, I'm like, I can hear me breathing and that's Brittany breathing. And that's my other friend breathing. And that's my other friend breathing. And there's a really loud breathing. <laughs> and at first I didn't say anything. Cause I didn't, I didn't want to start a panic. And also I was so like, did you hey, count him again? <laughs> Yes. And I counted them again. And then I nudged Brittany and I went, Brittany. She's like, oh, thank God you're still awake. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, did Sydney, her little sister, sneak in? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, I need you to count who's breathing. And so she's doing it. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I, she's like, do we tell everybody else? And I'm like, no, just be really quiet. And then all of a sudden, our other friend shoots bolt upright and is like, "There's somebody else in here! Breathing!" And I and we were all like, "Oh my god, you hear it too!" And we all panicked and refused to turn the light off for the rest of the night. And it it sounded like a a large a fully grown man, great, was like right next to us breathing, Ew, like wow. raspy deep breaths. And it wasn't a fan and there wasn't a toy on because we decided to check like the little Ghostbusters that we were. We were like, we, it maybe it's static from the radio. No. And so, yeah, that was, that was not fun. And Brittany was like, I told you <laughs> bastards, this house was haunted. And I was like, I knew it was haunted. And she was like, I know you knew, but those two didn't. But they believed her after that. Oh, yeah. No, after that, we all piled onto one mattress. Like, we had brought all the spare mattresses in to lay on the floors. So we each could have one. We all just, like, huddled in the center of the room, like, with our backs to each other. <laughs> with a blanket over us. And we're like, screw it. We'll sleep it's like, with a light it's on. like Motel 6. Care. They'll leave the light on for you. girl. Yes. All right. <laughs> like, seriously, girl. Sleep with the light on. It's fine. Nobody's going to judge you. I've even done that a few times. All right. So I think we, this is all we've got for this week. Um, next week, hopefully, we will have done our first interview. 
So the next episode after this one, you get to hear somebody other than the three of us talk. It'll be the three of us bothering another person. So you'll get to hear that and uh, that'll be fun. So if you've seen or experienced something strange and want to let us know about it, you can always drop us an email at 6djk67 at gmail.com. And one of us will answer you. And we've gotten our first email and I did answer. So it'll probably be me who answers you. So it'll be Barbara. You'll get to hear from me. Real quick. If we want, if you want to, I will start a thread on Facebook and keep it open. If anybody wants to add their own tips and tricks on how you can identify a non-ghost ghost. That's a good idea. We'll definitely, definitely do that on the Facebook page. Till you see us next time, keep your eyes on the skies. And salt across your doorstep. And don't talk to the phantom clowns in the woods. Yeah, screw those guys. Screw those guys. Yeah, in fact, just don't talk to clowns. Like, ever. Ever. Just don't. Yeah. <laughs>